What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lambs Hill USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host. So, this episode of the podcast, we have got the September 18th, 2023 USPSA Board of Directors meeting minutes. But before we get into that, if you have not logged into the USPSA website and voted, either in the runoff election for Area 6 director, if you live in Area 6, or the runoff election for president, make sure you get in and vote. This is going to be the last week for voting. Voting ends Saturday, September 30th, 2023. So make sure if you have not voted already, get on the website and, uh, and get that vote in. So moving on to the meeting minutes. We have September 18th, 2023, uh, 7 p.m. Zoom meeting. We have everybody in attendance, the president, areas one through eight, managing director, DNROI, uh, DME, DIT, and DSC. The agenda for this meeting, going to start off with some director reports, committee reports, some old business that includes NROI discipline appeals process, Form 990, a question 11A, uh, Scott, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, category qualifications, and member discipline. Then we're going to go on to some new business with the review of the 2022 990. Vote on the bylaws change, 2024 Nationals schedule, and employee discussion. President Ted Murphy opened the meeting at 7.06 p.m. Eastern Time. There was immediately a motion to add discussion about corporate name change by Area 6, Bruce Wells, seconded by Area 8, Russell Fortney, passed unanimously at 7.06. Eight. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, there was then a motion to add the financial committee update by Area 3, seconded by Area 8, and passed unanimously at 7.08. A motion then to approve the agenda by Area 6, seconded by Area 4, passed unanimously at 7.09. So now we go to President's Report. There was some discussion about open PCC Nationals match, and the president worked a stage at the match. Not sure why that's important. Uh, Director reports, managing director talked about the changes they're making to month-end processes. Then went to the director of media and events, talked about 2024 Nationals. Area 5 submitted the request from member Christopher St. Clair to cancel all nationals. I'm not exactly sure where that request came from. Or I know where it came from. It came from this Christopher St. Clair, but why? Why does this one person want to cancel nationals? I mean, nationals is like the the pinnacle of USPSA competition. That's just kind of weird. This request was called, 
quote-unquote, out of order due to the contradiction with the bylaws which require we have national championship events. Uh, There was a detailed discussion regarding whether we should have two or three nationals. Um, And the following items were considered uh, each event that was originally scheduled. Interesting. So now we get on to this corporate name change. Apparently, something occurred, um, for those of you that are, that are in the know, um, it, and it's not a big secret, USPSA is technically based in Washington State. That's where the headquarters are. But the organization is actually incorporated in the state of um, yeah, in the state of Delaware. Just the way they had some of the wording here was kind of weird. Um, so the organization is actually registered in Delaware as a corporation. Somehow, the 20, uh, 2018 annual report was not filed with the state of Delaware, resulting in the corporation being placed in delinquent status. When this was discovered, the corporation was revived by the managing director filing a petition for revival and submitting the past due annual reports, resulting in USPSA being back in good standing in Delaware. However, during the process, an individual, this is coming right from the meeting minutes, During the process, an individual not associated with USPSA in any official capacity reserved the corporation's previous name, that being United States Practical Shooting Association slash IPSC. That's interesting. Wonder who that was. Therefore, the petition for revival... um, they had to use the name United States Practical Shooting Association dash International Practical Shooting Confederation. So that was substituted for the corporation's previous name. The board of directors hereby, rat- uh, hereby ratified and approves the aforementioned name change and directs that the appropriate documentation be filed with the Delaware Secretary of State and the IRS to legally effectuate the name change. Uh, There was a motion uh, to change the name officially by Area 8, seconded by Area 5, and passed unanimously at 8.41 p.m. We go to the Director of IT, um, open slash PCC Nationals registration, successful new process. Uh, They're setting up an auto option, or setting up an option for auto renew of your membership. This process will be packaged up with the legal documentation and be presented to the board at a future meeting. There is an asterisk here that there will be an easy easy opt-out option. So when this goes into effect, if you don't want to automatically renew your your membership every year or three years or whatever, you can opt out of that and just do it manually every time. They gathered the final required items needed for the new member experience so that the programmers are able to move forward and finalize that. That is something I look forward to seeing. Uh, Director of Steel Challenge, 
Uh, talked about the Area 6 Steel Challenge Championship this weekend, um, which is now, I think that's actually going on today, uh, Sunday. Uh, and there will not be an Area 4 Steel Challenge Championship this year unless an affiliated club within Area 4 steps up to host a Tier 3 slot qualification match during the 2023 calendar year. Uh, motion to table the 2022-990 tax approval until the next meeting by Area 7, seconded by Area 2. And let's see, there was a motion to make the bylaws changes that were proposed in the last meeting. Um, check out the previous episode of this podcast if you want to learn about that. But basically, they wanted to change it to take out the requirement to be a certified range officer in order to be president or an area director. Um, something that they put into the new bylaws when they approved them not too long ago and then had the, um, let's just say, incident with Emin Lin, uh, who was president at the time, or at the time that he lost his RO certification, had it revoked, um, and now he very well may win the presidential election and be back president. So they kind of had to do something there. Because, um, you know, how, how can he be president again if he doesn't have an RO certification? So they're, they're, they're trying to backpedal on the requirement. Uh, let's see. Uh, so there's... There's this motion to make the bylaws changes that were discussed the last meeting by Area 8, seconded by Area 1. Uh, let's see. Area 2, Area 4, and that was it. Everybody else voted yes. Area 2 and Area 4 voted no. So there must be a super majority to carry. The motion does not pass. And that was at 948. Uh, let's see, scroll down a little bit here. We go to committee reports, uh, the finance committee chair, a motion by area two to go into executive session, seconded by area four executive session was entered at nine 58. Jake Martins, Rick Brotzel and Zach Jones exited the meeting at 10 04. There was an emotion by Area 6 to exit executive session, seconded by Area 8, and they exited that at 10.36 p.m. Here is where things start to go just a little bit askew. President vacated the chair, and the vice president assumed the chair. Motion by Area 3 to immediately remove Ted Murphy as president of the organization and appoint the vice president to serve as president pursuant to the bylaws to faithfully fulfill the duties of president. This was seconded by Area 7. Motion was called out of order due to this not being on the agenda. 
The vice president then vacated the chair and the president assumed the chair. So apparently they just tried to throw Ted Murphy out and make the vice president, who is Area 2, Leighton, not going to try to butcher his last name. Basically, it, it almost sounds like something happened here with Ted Murphy. And they basically tried to, basically, Area 3 tried to boot him out as acting president. And... Of course, pursuant to the bylaws, if the president gets booted, the vice president automatically kind of moves up as president in the interim. Um, So no idea exactly what happened there. There's nothing in here that says what happened. All we know is the president vacated the chair of the meeting, vice president assumed the chair, and then all of a sudden, bang, Area 3 makes this motion to kick Ted Murphy out of the president's spot which was seconded by Area 7. The motion was called out of order, so then suddenly the president reassumes the chair of the meeting. What, what, what is going on here? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are apparently more in the know than I am, um, but that's mainly because I don't you know, have all day to just search through social media and look through the Brian Emos forums and all that. You know, I actually have a day job. So, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, there's another motion to enter executive session by area eight, seconded by area six. They go into executive session at 1106. Area two makes a motion seconded by area one to exit executive session and they come out at 11.21. The, <laughs> there is a motion to remove Area 3, Scott Arnberg, from the Financial Committee and add Area 8, Russell Fortney, uh, Russell Fortney, I apologize, to the Finance Committee as the chair of the committee. This motion is by Area 6, seconded by Area 2. Area 6 requests a roll call vote. Uh, Area 1, yes. Area 2, yes. Area 3 abstains. Yeah, because he's the one that's basically getting booted from the committee. Area uh, area 4, yes. Area 5, no. Area 6, yes. Area 7, no. Area 8, no. Now, that is funny. Russell Fortney... This, this vote is about him at being added to the finance committee as the chair of that committee, and he voted against his, his own appointment. That's funny. Uh, the president abstained. Motion passed, as there's four yeses and three noes, at 1133. Here we go into executive session again. Uh, Motion by Area 8, seconded by Area 5. Probably my guess would be because Area 8 didn't want to be on the finance committee as the chairperson. Um, And uh, 
So they went into executive session at 11.34. Troy McManus uh, exited the meeting at 11.42. Area 8 motions to exit executive session, seconded by Area 6 at 3 minutes past midnight. Area 6 then makes a motion to adjourn, seconded by Area 2, passed unanimously at 12.04 a.m. Wow. So a lot's going on here that a lot of people don't know a damn thing about. Um, they they basically tried to toss the president. Um, I don't know what that was about. Obviously, uh, obviously, Ted Murphy knows that there was something going on. Um because he vacated the chair of the meeting and handed it off to the vice president before this motion, it appears. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure if he wanted to quit or what the hell happened. Um, I don't know whether he he, he wanted to, to give up the spot as, as interim president or if they tried to you know, hang him out to dry. Um, but either way, it didn't work because the uh, the motion was ruled out of order. Um, and then, <laughs> then Russell Fortney uh, voting against his appointment to the Finance Committee. Now, in my personal opinion, he actually should have abstained from the vote. Um, I mean, you look at Area 3, Scott Arnberg, he was the one that was being removed from the committee, and he abstained. So why didn't the person being added to the committee abstain also? i still trying to get my head wrapped around that. Um, yeah, very, very interesting meeting. Um. One thing that I don't see any mention of in here was apparently at uh, one of the most recent nationals, um, some things were said on social media, apparently about Troy McManus. I don't know what was said. Um, all I got was Troy's apology on the... Uh, I believe it was the latest edition of the NROI podcast where he basically said that some stuff was said that was mostly just complete flat out false information. And he ended up running into the person that said it uh, at this, at this national event and basically went off on this person uh, in front of the entire squad um, so Troy apologized to this person for going off on him the way that he did, uh, and also apologized to the squad and put out a public apology on the podcast. Um, you know, he said he, he could have, or he should have handled that a little more professionally than he did. Um, but you know, you just 
get caught in the moment sometimes and this, that, and the other thing. I, I don't know how much I buy his apology. Um, it, it's always easy to go back and say, well, I, I could have done this differently. I should have done this differently. Well, you could have and you should have, but you didn't. Now, I get it. Troy is human, just like everybody else. And when someone, when someone is saying stuff about you that is not true, yeah, you're going to get a little irritated. You're going to get a little pissed off. And if you actually run into that person, I'd probably go off on them. But here's, here's another point. Again, I don't know what was said. I don't know if it was something said about Troy personally or if it was something said about NROI or the organization or whatever. But Troy claims that what was being said was false information. Prove it. Prove that what this person was saying was false. Because now we've got your version of events, and we've got this person's version of events, or versions of whatever is going on. Well, you can stand there and say, this person's lying all you want. But you need to be able to back up your statement. But on the flip side of that coin, the person that is supposedly giving out the false information, they need to prove that what they're saying is true. So it ends up as kind of a he said, she said thing. But, you know, if, if what, all right, if you're saying something, you need to be able to prove that what you're saying is, is accurate. But at the same time, if I'm calling you a liar, I need to be able to prove that what you are saying is BS. I mean, I I can call you a liar all I want, but to a third party, okay, this guy's saying something, this guy's saying that what the first guy is saying is not true, well, I don't know if it's true or not. Because neither one of them have proven what is true and what is false. So we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, just just kind of interesting. Um, re- really, really interesting the fact that I haven't yet seen an actual... Well, first off, I haven't seen an actual, like, sent out written apology um, from Troy. I mean, you would think that he would put something out there. Um, But I also haven't seen what was being said or who it was being said about or what Troy got pissed off enough about to go after this person at a national championship level match or not even a level match, a national championship match in front of an entire squad of people 
instead of just pulling this person to the side and saying, hey, what you're saying is BS and you need to cut the crap. Yes, that's what he should have done, obviously. But apparently, by Troy's own admission, that's not what he did. So, and, and I mean, I've seen it on social media all the time. People will say this, and they'll say that, and they'll say the other thing. But you you need to prove your accusations. You need to. Just like the person that's calling you out on your BS needs to prove that what you're saying is BS. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, a lot to, lot to sift through in this version or this edition of the uh, USPSA meeting minutes. If you have any thoughts, comments, um, suggestions for future episodes, I know a lot of people, um, enjoy this kind of, not really deep dive into the meeting minutes. I'm literally reading the minutes. Um, but I, I do, I do want to put more stuff on this podcast, um, than just reading meeting minutes. So if you have any thoughts for future content, um, drop me an email, lambsealshooting at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, check out the YouTube channel, um, Hopefully, at some point, I will get around to posting more videos on there. I do have a couple of product reviews I want to do. Um, Also, Rumble.com. It's basically a YouTube knockoff that is, uh, let's just say, two-way friendly and whatnot. I'm also on there. I'm working on getting more and more of the YouTube videos posted on Rumble as well. Um, So you'll find them both places. that process does take a while, unfortunately, but check me out there. Check out the Discord server if you haven't already. Um, yeah, be sure to listen to all of the other episodes here on the uh, on the podcast. And until we see each other on the range, shoot safe, guys. Mm-hmm.